Welcome. Have you ever noticed how many names in the Bible begin with the letter J? There's Jesus and Jerusalem and James and John and more than we could mention. That's curious because the languages in which the Bible was originally written, Hebrew and Greek, in neither of those languages is there the letter J. Even at the time when the King James Bible was translated into English, the letter J did not exist in printed English. Wherever we see the letter J in our Bibles today, originally that had the letter I, because in those days I and J were the same letter. Today we're going to be looking at Psalm 119 and the eight verses that begin with verse 73. They're headed in, in modern editions of the King James Bible, J-O-D. That's the name of one of the Hebrew letters. We pronounce it Yod. And uh, the reason it's headed with the letter Yod is that those eight verses in the Hebrew all begin with that letter. My name is Keith Simons. I'm a Bible teacher from England. I present these talks on how we can understand the King James Bible by looking at a different portion of the Psalms each time. Today, as I say, we're looking at Psalm 119 and the eight verses that begin with verse 73. It's part of a series. If you'd like to hear my talks on the earlier sections of this psalm, which is the longest psalm, they're available if you look back in the records of this podcast. So verse 73 begins with the statement, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Thy. It's speaking to God. Thy is the, the old English form of the word your, when it's speaking to just one person. And so almost all of this psalm is a prayer. And this is very much a prayer. It says to God, God, you made me. You fashioned me. You formed me into shape. You made me the person who I am. The Hebrew word for fashioned there really means you established me. You made me with such skill and such ability. But I, I need one thing more to be perfect before you. I need that you should give me understanding, that you should teach me discernment, we might say, judgment, the wisdom to separate good from evil and right from wrong, the intelligence to know what you have taught about how we should live. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. He doesn't just want to learn the words on the page of the Ten Commandments. 
He wants to understand everything that God has commanded, everything that God has ordered us to do. He wants to learn them because he wants to live by them. He wants to live in the way that pleases God. Thy commandments. Every verse almost of this psalm contains a word which mentions in some way the Bible. So we've got commandments in verse 73. In verse 74, we've got thy word. In verse 75, we've got thy judgments and so on. And this is to draw our attention to the importance of the Bible. God's given his word. It's, it's his instruction book for our lives. He's showing us how he wants us to live. So if God has made us, as he says, and fashioned us, if God's formed our shape, how much more do we need to know how we can live in the way that pleases him? Verse 74. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. I've hoped in thy word. I've trusted in the promises of God. I've not given up when I've had great troubles because I've known what God has said about me in the Bible, what God has promised. And I've trusted in that word of promise through all my trials, through all my difficulties. And I know, therefore, that God's people will learn from my experiences. They that fear thee, those who respect God, we would say respect today in place of the word fear. Those who show proper respect to God will be glad when they see me. They see how God has answered my prayer. They see how God has acted in my dif difficult situation. They see from my life that God is true to his promises. Not one promise that he's given has failed. He's brought me through my trials in this life and he's looked after me every step of the way in accordance with his promise. On to verse 75. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. Afflicted. We had that word frequently in our last talk on Psalm 119, because it occurs in verses 67 and 71 of the psalm, afflicted. And it describes great troubles that affect a person. Now, I emphasised very much in the talk last time that our troubles don't come from God. God doesn't cause our troubles. Sometimes he permits troubles in our lives. Often he permits troubles in our lives so that we can learn from them. But it's our responsibility when we do have troubles to turn to God and to put our trust in God throughout those troubles so that we can have, have the benefit that the author of the psalm wrote in verse 71. It's good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn 
thy statutes. Now, I said in that basic introduction to the word afflicted, that it's not God who caused our troubles. But here in verse 75, at the end there, the author says to God, God, thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. So what does this mean? Why am I still saying that God doesn't cause our troubles? Well, it has to do with the Hebrew meaning of that word afflicted. In the Hebrew language, you see, there's various verb forms. They're called stems, which are used. In English, we have two stems, uh, an equivalent sort of thing anyway, and we call them the active and the passive. Hebrew has about seven or eight different stems and uh, each verb has one of these stems and they have active and passive as we have in English but they also have a form which is causative. It describes something that someone does uh, rather that someone causes rather than does and they have the form we have here which which sort of emphasizes it and stresses it. It's called the PL form, P-I-E-L. And uh, to give you an idea of how the PL form of this word afflicted is translated, here's Deuteronomy 8 verse 3. And here, this word afflicted is used again, but it's translated humbled. And he, God, humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna that thou know, knewest not. Okay, it's referring to Israel's people as they passed through the desert. And this intensive form of the word afflicted, this peel stem, is used here, and it's translated humbled. What we're saying is that if we look at this word afflicted and we place it more intensive as we're doing here, it means to be humbled. It means to be reduced to nothing, reduced to a state of absolute desperation. Let's look at our Psalm again. Psalm 119 verse 75. Thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me if we translate it the same way as in Deuteronomy there, we say, Thou in faithfulness hast humbled me. God, you allowed me to go through various troubles. You, you, you weren't responsible for the troubles, you didn't send the troubles, but you allowed those troubles to take place. And those troubles were so great and so intensive that I was humbled beneath them. You, you, you see, you can still have troubles and still be a proud person. You can have troubles all around you and it doesn't take away that pride. But more intensive than being afflicted is to be humbled. And God does that in people's lives. God humbles them. And the author of this psalm says, yes, God, 
you humbled me. You reduced me to nothing in the midst of all my trials and troubles. But I know that you weren't acting for my hurt. Even in the middle of those troubles, you weren't causing me pain or trouble for no reason. You were acting in faithfulness. You were working in my life for a good purpose. What is that purpose? Calvin says, whilst speaking about this verse and the word judgments in this verse, he speaks about the punishments by which God stirs up men to repentance. Let's think about that. A person goes away from God. They go far away from God. And yet God wants to bring them back to repentance. He wants them to turn back to him. And so God permits various troubles in that person's life, various difficulties. And that person sees those difficulties and he is, he is humbled. He's, he's reduced to desperation. And in his desperation, he chooses to turn not away from God, but back to God. Because he sees that God has allowed this trouble in his life for a good purpose. God has acted in faithfulness, in goodness. And so the person who suffered those troubles can say with the author of our psalm, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right. God, you made the right decision about me. You saw how far I'd wandered away from you. You saw that it, it would only take bring me back to you if I suffered suffered the loss of all that pride I had in me. And so you allowed those troubles. You allowed them in faithfulness. And you've brought me through. You've brought me to a place of repentance, a place where I'm turning back to you and I'm seeking you and I'm dependent entirely upon you. God, I want to go your way. I want to trust in you more and more because Throughout all these troubles, what's brought me hope is your faithfulness. What's brought me hope and strength is your word. And now let me pray. Verse 76. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort. O Lord, show me your loving kindness. Lord, You've allowed me to be broken. You've allowed me to be desperate. But now in loving kindness, reach out to me and bring me comfort after this. For I've turned to you. I've trusted you. And you're not going to abandon me in this situation of trouble, in this situation where I am so desperate. Lord, you've given your word, your promise and to your servant. That's to me. So let your merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to your word and to your servant. You promised, Lord, to forgive the person who truly turns to you. You've provided the death of Christ upon the cross to make that possible. God, I'm truly turning to you. Please forgive my sins. Cleanse me from every wrong thing that I've done. Lord, in my troubles, my hope was in you. 
Now bring me your comfort. Let me know your love and your healing after all these trials. And, verse 77, let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Thy tender mercies, God's compassion. O oh Lord, show me your compassion, the love that you have, like a mother's love for her child, even a pregnant woman's love for her unborn child. Let that be something that I know. Because just as that unborn child depends on its mother for its life, so I depend on you that I might live. I depend especially upon your law, which really means your teaching. What you have taught me is my delight. Lord, I love your law. I love the things that you've taught in the Bible. I want to know what you've taught in the Bible more and more. It's by your word that you give life to me. It's by your word that you show your compassion to me. Carry out your promises in my life. Do for me as you have promised. But who caused this trouble? Who caused this trouble that he suffered so much? We know that God permitted it. We know that God permitted it to bring him to the stage where, where he was truly humble before God. But does this psalm tell us who caused the trouble? I think verse 78 does tell us who was responsible for those evil acts. Because it says, let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause. Just as he said that to be humbled is how he came back to God, it's the proud people, those who trust in themselves, those who trust in their own ambitions, their own wealth, their own success. These are the people who are sometimes called the wicked people. They're so determined for themselves that they don't care about other people. It's these proud people who've hurt him. Let the proud be ashamed. When he prays that people be ashamed, today we speak of being ashamed and we just mean someone's embarrassed at something. But in this psalm, it seems to be describing something much more than that. It's describing the total defeat of these evil people's plans. So when he prays, let the proud be ashamed, he's praying, God, these proud people cause such troubles. They've got such evil and wicked plans. Let those plans be totally and utterly defeated. They dealt perversely with me without a cause. Deal perversely. The Hebrew words mean uh, to, to deal in a crooked way. In other words, they were dishonest. They had a dishonest scheme. They maybe looked to be very honest, but they twisted away from what was honest and what was right without cause. He doesn't mean no cause here. He means they had a false cause. They had a false reason for what they did. They had an evil, twisted reason. 
That's why they dealt so cruelly with me. That's why they caused me so much trouble. God, let their plans be defeated, but I will meditate in thy precepts. God's precepts, the definition we've been using for these throughout this psalm, is what God has visited us to place before us. The way that God spoke his word and gave us a Bible so that we might know his word and we might trust his word. He says, even in my troubles, I meditate in God's word. I think it through, I repeat it over and over to myself. When I can't repeat it aloud, I mutter it under my breath. But I fill my mind with thoughts of God's good word. That's, that's what I trusted through my troubles and that's what I trust now. Now that, God, you've set me free from those troubles, now that you are acting against those proud people and setting me free from them. So let my experience be to the benefit of others. Verse 79, let those that fear thee turn unto me and those that have known thy testimonies. Let those that fear thee, let the people who respect God turn unto me. But why should God's people turn to him? Why should God's people turn to the author of this psalm? Answer, because he's suffered so many troubles and he's gone through these great troubles which looked impossible for him to, to manage to get through. And yet they should turn to him to teach them. He's made his way through these troubles by trusting in God. So they can learn from him. They can learn from his experiences. And those that have known thy testimonies, the testimonies of God, the things that God gave to Israel as evidence of his relationship with Israel. They've known these things. They've known the evidence of how God has acted in the past in Israel's history. And now let them turn to me because they will see that the God who acted in Israel's history has acted now in my life. He's acted to rescue me from those proud people who were opposing me. So let them turn and they will see a lesson in God's goodness to his people. Verse 80. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. Thy statutes, what God's revealed, what he's recorded for us. Another way of describing the Bible. Let my heart be sound in your Bible. Sound, complete, whole, well. God, my healing is in the Bible. My healing is a promise of your word, the healing of my heart, my inner person, to make me whole. Yes, these proud people hurt my body, but my, my heart needs to be strong in God. 
And when I am strong in God, when I am following perfectly his way, when I have turned aside from all deceit and all wickedness in following the word of the Bible and the teaching of the Bible, there will be a result in my life, a good result, that I be not ashamed. In verse 78, he prayed that the proud people would be ashamed, that they would suffer the total defeat of their plans. But the author of this psalm is praying that with his heart sound in God's statutes, he will not be ashamed because he trusts in the plans and promises of God. How can he be ashamed when he trusts in someone's promise who cannot fail him? God will not fail. God will do everything that he has promised. And the author of this psalm prays only that he might be sound, that he might be trusting in the promises of God. And then he knows that nothing will defeat God's plans for him. Please write to me. My email address is 333kjv at gmail.com. My name's Keith Simons and wouldn't it be lovely if you sent me an email, let me know that you've been listening to some of these talks and tell me where in the world you are. That email address again, 333kjv at gmail.com. And now let me read you the eight verses of Psalm 119, beginning with verse 73 that are headed in our King James Bible with the Hebrew letter Yod. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. Let, I pray thee, thy merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to thy word and to thy servant. Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed, for they dealt perversely with me without a cause, but I will meditate in thy precepts. Let those that fear thee turn unto me, and those that have known thy testimonies. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. <laughs>